0: Authors and Chains, a podcast for writers and fans. Hosted by Robert Davies, Glacia Kronk, and Raymond Bailey. Hang out and kick your feet up while they share their experiences, failures, and successes in becoming best-selling authors. Right now So
1: yeah we're trying to figure out The whole internet thing So if the live and the videos suck Deal with it Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all my fault. It's her fault. It's all my fault. So guys, right. <laughs> let's do like a teeny tiny little bit of live here. Like just for the AIC people, I'm going to go live on my, on my Fache book later and kind of tell a little bit of story about this. So, uh, I'm like in between places to live right now. I'm sort of like waiting out uh, a bit of time before I can start my next lease. And so I have a big long stay at an Airbnb, five weeks, right? So every time I move my foot on this couch, it sounds like I'm farting.
0: It does, well, (laughs) because you are. Wait, hold on,
1: wait, let everybody hear. Wow. Okay, that was- Oh, wait, hold on, wait, I got it.
2: There you (laughs) go. there we go,
1: there's- there's...
2: (laughs) Wow. I cannot believe you just did that. I know, right? (laughs) You came out of a really long- Frozen pause, and then that. What's especially with, no, with the, the expression? You that thought was, that was really wasn't.
0: Awesome. I know, right? Wait, hold on. I oh, I got, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Here, wait.
1: wait. Let me do one for you. Right. right go ahead.
0: Right. <laughs> that was a nice little deep rumble. That was good. That was a little thunder rumble there. I, I'll take that. That was I'm
1: anyway. That. Anyway, Fat
0: that's so, probably I'm, due to onions. That's there guess. you go. It's right. It, the onions.
1: It smells kind of more like... It kind of smells like... like
0: an earthy scent. It smells on, like Gattleton throw up. A little wooded <laughs> scent.
1: You, you, you know when you go through an apartment building and you smell other people's cooking on each floor?
0: <laughs> yeah. I... I yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody didn't take her meds tonight. No, hey, hey, I was...
1: Okay, let me tell Fatih a story before we get started.
0: She's got a story.
1: I do. So I'm, and, and he can concur, right? Okay. So I am in between leases right now, right? And uh, so I'm staying at an, at an Airbnb for five weeks. And so I found this one. It's got like, you know, a big fenced yard with like a playground that my kids can play on. And it's, you know, it's like a one bedroom thing with what was supposed to be a, uh, a, a sleep in living room with like, you know, fold out couch, right? And um, so anybody who knows me knows that I'm an atheist, right? So we get here and this- You just missed
2: whatever you were. It's, hold on, hold on, Glace. Yeah, it's really, really sketching badly. We missed, everybody who knows, knows me knows that I'm a, and then it just froze. I'm and an then th- you're th- laughing you getting coming back in. It was kind of like okay, let's see if they can guess the punchline. <laughs> so.
1: Fill in fill in the blank, right? Yeah, you're
2: gonna have to redo that one. Sorry.
1: I'm an atheist. And no judgment to anybody who enjoys one religion or another, whatever, right? I had a I had zero expectation for this place, other than it was, you know, an Airbnb and it would be, you know, just a place, right? And so we roll in here and find out that it is a Pentecostal retreat.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Crosses everywhere, oh, wow. Proverbs on every tree. It wow. was wow. Pentecostal? I mean an omine tree.
2: Those are like those are like God's stormtroopers. They're <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right, they are right, they always control. miss. <laughs> it is a
0: Bible retreat.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really cool. I mean, there's like pecan trees everywhere, and a playground mm, and a basketball okay. court, and and you know it, this cute little old you know like turn of the century farmhouse sort of thing. Like, but yeah, I was not expecting so much Jesus. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a lot of Jesus for me. You know, I'm I'll deal with it. You know, it's okay. I'm I've been here for a day now, and, you know, right about 24 hours, and it's
0: I'm even as a guy who grew up straight Catholic, <clears throat> it's a bit creepy, so. <laughs>
1: it's a little bit, cre- okay, so like dudes, there's like, there are these buildings and there are these rules and it's like, you're the welcome th- You're welcome to go anywhere on the property except for, you know, the owner's house and swimming pool and the locked buildings, don't go near those. And so I'm like, Ooh, yeah. what's in the locked buildings? So yesterday, in order to cope, I was like, ah, well, Clearly, there is a novel to be written here. <laughs>
0: Clearly. She's already got one specked out. I do. Here we <laughs> go. Evil, evil, you know, pastor, evil compound. Pastor, pastor wait, and, uh, yeah. do
1: Pentecostals have pastors, reverends, I, preachers? They're, oh, I don't remember. What do they have? It it's not but father. It's so, it's I mean, not, no
0: father. Elders.
1: What do they call them, though? Reverend? Reverend? maybe pastor no, i feel like
2: you no, no, no. no they have elders kind of um oh do they have elders Yeah, yeah. but
1: is that what you would call yeah. the
2: I don't think you call him anything. Um, it's call series, but I know a bit of a cult feel to it.
1: So his name.
2: My in- maternal grandmother was Pentecostal, and and it was so bizarre it drove my mother to Catholicism. That's how bad nice. it oh God! That is awesome.
1: Anybody who's driven to Catholicism must have been driven hard, it. buggy whip in hand. Yeah, no <laughs>
2: I don't know. I might do this. I might do that. I ain't doing them anymore. Right into the frock yeah. of the pope, you know. That's yeah. right. Well, so, they're passing hands over somebody who's got cancer, and they're they're figuring it's going to work, and they talk in tongues. And oh yeah, they, they dude, they're they're a pray away. They pray away. There's pray like, away. Yes. There's like yeah.
1: pedestals and like a sacrificial there's altar. I don't understand it, yeah. the Pentecostal religion. So who knows? Somebody can explain it to me. It's there's a lot of I don't either. I I know I that it, it was
2: terrifying and aggravating to my mother because she watched. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are they, they have a, a heavy faith in God where tangible things are concerned and don't go near and no it more. gets them in trouble because you know they hang out when the kid needs is got is needs to go to the doctor and they say no he doesn't, he needs more prayer and then when the little kid dies and now you've got a huge faith versus awesome. uh, common law
1: science and, and law, yeah. It's
2: it really, really, really <laughs> That's okay. a whole rabbit hole. That is itself. a whole oh, rabbit boy. hole.
1: Yeah. So anyway, we decided that Pastor Mike is... Pastor Mike. It, was, it must be Pastor. Wasn't it's, that right? It was, was written on Mike. the bus. It is
0: past, Did Pastor. Did he say Pastor? Pastor Mike. It Pastor just Mike. came
1: out of my okay. mouth. And so I must it's have seen it somewhere. Written on
0: the big religious bus outside.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay,
2: so they got a bus.
1: So, so Pastor okay. Mike, I met him yesterday, is... Um, I mean, he looks like he's about 26, but he has teenaged kids. So clearly, he is sacrificing atheists and like ingesting their youth or something. Yes, so that's exactly. going to be the that's the premise of the novel. That's what we're going to go with.
0: She, she's found the fountain of youth, and it has you to got to sacrificing atheists. Yeah,
1: or 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 that's how he gets his followers, right? Like he has he's he's found the fountain of oh he's found the fountain of youth, and and he it's like. You know, is he it, it, will the will the atheist stay so that she can remain young forever, or he, or 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 you know, give up on immortality to you know, be um, non-Pentecostal? It doesn't.
2: Be, is there any? Are there any Pentecostal folks within earshot that might take umbrage to your pounding the shit out of? You? It's possible. It
1: could be. I'm. I'm more curious. So uh, about they're, they're what's they're going they're... on, than really worried yeah, about I'm, taking a I'm pounding. I'm doing the
2: pounding. I'm doing the pounding. She's the curious one.
1: I yeah, I am the curious one. Now I do have a friend. Oh, there's no.
2: I don't know how Airbnbs work. Is really what I'm saying.
1: Oh, oh, you mean like that? No, no. Think, no, no, no. I don't think so. No. Oh, good, luck, good luck finding the they had thing. that bishop. What city we're in? So
0: no, on. Murder.
1: Not gonna do it right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, have,
0: we have the bodyguard
2: right here. Here's the bodyguard.
1: She she's good. She he she keeps she, she keeps everybody everybody yeah. safe. How
2: is she doing in an alien environment? Oh, she's Tuna the most thing? chill cat ever. She really is.
1: Yeah. She she like she was my little wingman, co-pilot navigator on um, the way up here, which was a three hour, three and a half hour drive. Half hour. So yeah, and then she our pastors,
2: by the way. She doesn't nope, give a shit. She's like not. a dog, okay.
1: but even more chill than a dog. She's lived in a bunch of different places, so she was like, "Okay, so this is my house." Excellent. All Where's right. my food? Where's my kitty litter?
2: Now that we got the all <clears> she <engine. throat> needs to know. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, bear with us, Fache Buk. <clears throat> I'm not really sure what it. Okay, so you want me to do the you want me to do the intro? Do please, you want to do the please, Do you no, want to do please, the thing please. like we did last time? The, Welcome to
0: the thing like we did last time. Yeah. What do we do last time? The authors and chains. Go ahead. No, you, you do, do it. it you did that really, that really well. I did the of course I do it really well. I do it all the time, but you can
2: welcome you, to come on do you, it with me. You've t- come on, do it with
1: me. No, it's not I, a duet.
2: Oh hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whatever happened with the whatever happened with the intro tunes.
1: It's still in there.
2: Oh
0: yeah, they come in. We we throw them it's,
1: in. It's after still in all. there. So it would it right. would like
0: that's right.
1: And then it would come in and one of and, us. and now
0: you got to do the welcome to Authors and Chains. This week's episode something with a series. <laughs> one man, one mission. One way in, no way out. <laughs> to
1: complete a Little series. Little tortilla boy. Little tortilla
0: <laughs> Betty White is Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: <laughs> I wish I could do that boy. <laughs>
0: Come on. That is awesome. Getting a chopper um. <laughs> She's not Jewish. No, we remember we did the whole uh, sheriff sledge thing. Was, uh, sheriff sledge. No, Amnesia sheriff Head sledge. doesn't remember. There's a guy. In t- there's a guy locally running for sheriff. He's Sheriff Sledge.
1: Oh yeah, that's He's right. Sledge.
0: Sheriff Sledge takes the law <laughs> into his own hands. Chuck Norris is <laughs> Sheriff Sledge. <laughs> sheriff sledge. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is Deputy Do Right.
1: <laughs> He just comes up with
0: this shit. Oh, Betty White.
1: (laughs) Betty White is Sheriff Sledge's wife. That's right.
0: Betty White is the school mom.
1: She is no school mom. She's like, she's like, I don't know. She's like the deputy who goes out and gets everything done. She's like, you know, knocking thugs and shit.
0: Betty White is the dispatcher.
1: You know. Betty White could fix everything that's wrong right Betty now. Betty White, could. She, well, could all, she could fix these riots.
0: Beat the shit out of Chuck <clears throat> Norris right there. You know.
1: And yes, Chuck yeah. Norris, Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme, oh, Arnold right. Schwarzenegger, and, and Sylvester Stallone. Right. All at the same time, was Steven Seagal,
0: <clears throat> who is the deputy?
1: Yes. Steven Seagal, but old fat right. Steven Seagal.
0: That's right, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the canine unit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Get out! Bow wow! <laughs> I'm going back to California. He sending the dog. Get to the chopper. It's bullshit I'm all of it.
0: Mission. <laughs> no, I don't do that.
2: <laughs> we don't have commies in Austria. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sheriff, send in the dog. We have burned through. Oh <laughs> we burned through 20 minutes. Oh yeah, we did, just for bullshit, I know. We the show. Really bad. Holy okay. shit, let's go, come on. All right,
0: come on, let's, go ahead, do the intro. Let's have right. undercooked fish and- There's undercooked fish,
1: undercooked. somewhere. Somewhere, all right.
0: A metaphor, Welcome metaphor, metaphor. Different. Shut up! Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. Everybody
1: keeps telling me to do it and then you talk over the top of me. <clears throat> <laughs> Welcome to Authors in Chains. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Let me do it for real. <laughs> Welcome to Authors in Chains. I am Lacia Kropp. This is Raymond Bailey and Rob Davies. This week, we are going to be talking about what the hell happens when an author has some sort of a shift while they are in the middle of writing a series. Now, I and Ray and Rob all have unfinished series, right? Both written and unwritten in your case, Correct. Ray. Ray has a an unfinished published series and then a, 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 a in, in the progress you've yeah. been, you've been writing the other one for a while now. Yes.
0: So. <clears throat> straddling series, right?
1: Straddling. Now. Yes. He's, he's straddling series. Correct. So, um, I think that all of us, oddly, have had some complications, developments, challenges in our lives that have changed things in different ways, either logistically or financially or personally. Or
0: 2020 in general. 2020
1: in general. (laughs) Well, that would be logistically. That would be everything. Yeah, that would be everything. So the reason that I started thinking about this. And I know that you guys are gonna have completely different experiences in this. Um, Allow me to get a little bit personal here. This is gonna get juicy, right? So I haven't talked about this very much, but you know, here we go. So when I started writing uh, the Clockmaker series, when I started writing um, The Softwood Hour, I was in this really strange place, right? So I, I had just, um, I had just six months prior gotten hurt and you know lost memory function and cognition and things like that, and I was also in the middle of a marriage that was falling apart. So I created this world started writing out of sort of occupational therapy, but then like the creation of the world, I think in retrospect, filled a lot of personal needs, you know, emotionally and uh, psychologically, I guess. And that's probably why there's, you know, a, a hefty dose of, of love story in there, right? <clears throat> and uh, I was a very lost person. In a lot of ways. So my protagonist is equally blind in in what the hell she's doing, where the hell she's going, how she's going to get anything done. I'm not really in that place anymore. I'm in a different set of complications, right? (laughs) It's true.
0: No, I don't disagree. It's
1: true. There are a lot of way different complications now. You know, instead of being unsteady in myself and unsteady, you know, in the relationship I'm in, I'm unsteady in like, you know, the logistics of my life. Like, hmm, where am I going next? You know, that's kind of been my thing for the last six, eight, nine months.
0: on a grand adventure.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Bilbo Blaggins, going on an adventure.
0: I think I have a ring you can throw into a volcano somewhere.
1: Sweet. Anyway, so now I'm I'm three books in, I'm writing the fourth, and I'm I'm having some difficulty, you know, figuring out where the heck to go with all this. And it's a whole lot more work. And so I've been sort of hypothesizing as to why it's so much more work. And, and I was like, you know, I'm just a way different person than just completely different and in a completely different set of circumstances than I was 18 months ago when I started writing this one more than that now. Right. You know, nearly two years. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, you know, that it's a lot of work, a lot of mental effort to try to get, you know, back, you know, instead of just, you know, crafting this world in some sort of authentic way, I have to, you know, it, I mean, maybe that makes me the, the author equivalent of like a method actor, like a method writer.
0: You have to like get into character. <clears throat> okay, Almost. Yeah. Sense. So, well, I
1: mean, so you, who wants to, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, from a series standpoint, anytime we write something, we write from what we know, we, pull characters from within us in particular ways. Um, going into 2020, the the pause in my series was planned. I had already come up with the idea for this new world. I had batted around with uh, Glacia and a few other people, and I began writing it. And I wrote the first two books in the series. Now it's a matter of going back and rewriting um, and rewriting them, fixing them, making them sound better, fixing story loops, things like that. But for the most part, that was planned for 2020. Um, the problem on my end is, is I ended my three books on a cliffhanger. So I decided, like an asshole, because, well, let's face it, his, I can't.
1: The three books he's talking about are in the... Uh, the um, Shadow, <clears throat> Shadow Chronicles, War Chronicles, Revenant,
0: Jamestown, and, yeah, and Vengeance. He, he
1: wrote... The first two books in Earth Reborn. Correct. So these are two different the, series. The Earth we're Reborn,
0: about. which is the The Fallen and the Black Queen, are the mm-hmm. two books that are written that are being tweaked right now for release. Um, before I decided to write the fourth book and the Shadow War Chronicles Renegades. So, and aside from that, I have a whole standalone novel that's already written called Underground, which is also planned for 2020 or was planned for 2020. We're not sure what's coming out now, but because you know, 2020 hates everybody. The point being is that was a pre-planned setup, and it probably should have gone Renegades and then the series because of that cliffhanger piece. I have a lot of fans who still get a hold of me and go, "When is Renegades coming out?" Because you know we kind of left it on a cliffhanger and a lot of cool stuff. Um, there are some reasons that was planned like that because there are some things that are going on with that series that may include some new books that spin a different direction with a different character. So there was a reason for it. But the point being is mine was planned. Some people don't do that. Some people get to three, five books into a series, realize it's getting, getting stale, or they just don't know what to write, or they're not sure and they take a break. So they go write something else and they allow the series to just sit in their head. You never want to force something. So you put it down for a couple of years and then you do something else and then pick it back up. Rob, I know you've got a series and you you took a break at some point. At something
2: Yep, after the third book, correct, as you just described where I'm at. <laughs> so, I am, I'm off on to a different tangent now, um, because for that very reason, I don't want to force uh, book four in the specimen series, because it right. ain't there, and I'm not going to do anything until it is. I get it.
1: So, but yours, Rob, was also a planned. pause. No. No, it was not, not at all. It
2: was, it was something I, where it was. I, yep, I thought I'm I'm done with this for a while. I've had all I can take of this series, and that is a pretty broadly woven flag that says leave it, come back another time. Got it.
1: So here's the question for both but of you:
2: Pursue other interests now, and I had a couple of different ideas. Um, so it was. It, I'm not sure. uh I'm not as organized in, in chronologically as Ray is. I write them as they come to me and they take as long as they take. But Ray is very structured on, on when he releases his stuff. Right. Uh, my, my submission to release time is 18 months to two years now with my wow. publishers. So I have, I I am in a very slow motion process. I don't get. Allow me to put an
1: asterisk in that Mm -hmm. take note yet unpublished authors who are considering indie versus selfie versus traditional and Mm -hmm. authors who are selfie, who are considering indie this right here. What's that?
2: Uh, you, you're there are huge blocks where where the it just freezes. It, it's mm-hmm. it's going on all night, all all day. It's just I just be aware of this. I don't know whether it's me.
1: No, it's me, for sure. I can guarantee. I don't
2: know. You check with your Facebook crew, see if they're getting it, because it's just so many locks, and no, I can't and I can't hear you. Can't hear you. May, there'll be three be. or four seconds worth of oh. dialogue. I can't hear.
1: Okay. Well, so rec- I
2: recast your, your, your cautionary note about the unpublished authors.
1: Yes, the, the asterisk there being if you are an unpublished author who is deciding whether to go selfie, indie, or traditional, right. or if you are a selfie who's considering going indie... What Rob was just talking about, about the delay, 18 to 24 months, between when he hands his indie publisher his manuscript and when it comes out, that's a big consideration. So yeah, I, I'm going to digress to say that because that is so yeah. important to state. It is a
0: big consideration. I mean, um, indie gets a lot more instantaneous. Once you finish your process, selfie. your selfie, selfie gets a lot more instantaneous release cycles than uh publisher-based. So yeah. always consider that. But yeah, Rob is right. I plan two, three books ahead. Um, I have, in most cases, got them written or mostly written or at least well fleshed out. Um, In the case of The Earth Reborn, two books written. Underground was written. I just had to finish out Renegades. Really, it's a matter of just going back and rewriting and fixing. Um, But that's my process. Everybody's got a different one. Um, So
1: wait, hold on. A question for each of you. Rob, let's do you first how long has it how long has it been since you wrote the last book of the specimen series um like since you finished that last manuscript
2: almost 6 months now
1: okay so not that long so yeah. do you think that it's going to be difficult when you choose for you to get back into that series for whatever reason.
2: Yep, and I also, and I have, uh, I did have the wisdom to plant a bit of a placeholder seed to my publisher saying, this may be a six part story, it may be a trilogy, I don't know yet. And so I may not ever go back to it. And that's fair. You know it 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 just depends a really good question. and it it highlights uh, how you can shift or be shifted from what you were this doggedly determined razor sharp. I've got a story to tell. Here's the first one now. while you're chewing on that, I'm gonna get this next one going. Oh, you've got the sequel. now here comes book three, and then boom, you hit that wall. and you might mm-hmm. think. But you're if, right. I, if I push it now, it's it's pushing it. I, I'm, I'm not at where I wanted, where I thought it was going to be from what I thought right. book four needed to be. Uh, I have a lot of questions about that now. So I am putting it in a box for a while.
0: There's also the other side of this. We've covered two different scenarios of how it is you take a break from the story. Then there's the other side. And as a writer, we've all run into it. That's when we're sitting there, we're, we're being good little authors, and we're writing our book, and we're, we're down, and we're on schedule, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of our eye is that shiny little object that hits us, and we go, oh, it's a story idea. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, this doesn't look yeah and you're like, well, yeah, I want to, but this is really cool, and I need to make sure I capture this, and down a rabbit hole you go. I mean, we've all done it. You know, I've taken two weeks, three weeks breaks from stories to go pen something furiously, because it was a great idea in my head, and I know this person.
2: You know, it's not unfair to say Glacius. Glacius is probably smiling, because you could argue that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. The shiny oh, you know, object. It's the shiny object
0: not... syndrome. As authors, we've all done it. That great little idea comes
2: out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, oh my God, this is awesome. You know. Yeah. But it's 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 horrible because she was over there polishing this thing, <laughs> making it and she's pushing oh, yeah. it in front of me. Hey, look at the little shiny Oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh, sure. tiny object rob look at this and she's goading me and egging me on and saying look at the little oh isn't this pretty and i'm going oh yeah i want to do it, and it yeah, <laughs> sure. here we go it <laughs> no.
0: it's true though i mean it's, it's at what point do we buckle down and keep up with our initial idea because we have a plan for it and at which point do we take a break to chase yeah. after that beautiful shiny object because you know but
1: but but rob i mean you try and blame me for your digression from your series
2: but it is all but but but
1: you you already removed yourself from your series at one point in time right didn't seventh life come out that's
2: just a technicality don't start Uh, bringing facts into this
0: your stupid logic
1: yep i know true enough My logic is terrible. So, what about you? When you go back to to Shadow War Chronicles, you will have written how many books in between? Did you write Underground in between? Okay,
0: Underground is already written. Three
1: books in between the last of the Shadow War Chronicles and when you think you're going to start the next one. So, is that going to be difficult for you to get back into that mode? And if it if it is, what the Hell are you gonna do? I'm gonna
0: have to go back and get back into the story, reacquaint myself with the characters, remember the flow. I have the notes. All the notes are written. Everything for the story, the whole story arc, that particular book, and what needs to happen to further the the series are all written down. But I'm gonna need to go back and reacquaint myself.
2: Now, Now, technically speaking, Glacia, just so we're clear about this. I actually broke in between book two and book three to write river. Yeah. I wrote river before I wrote book three in the the specimen.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So I actually was truant earlier in the process. So I'm guilty of this twice, but that doesn't. Get you off the hook for. (laughs) Look at the little show
1: yeah well I mean, but you're right. it's uh, a gonna... Ray
2: has Ray has notes though, and yes, what
0: we, we've got story arc notes and there's there's series yeah. notes and there's book notes always because
2: otherwise I'd forget them all. So do you ever think about not going back as I have?
0: Um, for this next one? No, this next one needs to happen because it really is a continuation of what's going on. I mean, it really after the last book, the next one absolutely has to happen. But there's been different ways the story can go. One of the reasons that I took that, that break in between was after Renegades, I've got a couple more books within Shadow War Chronicles, but then I've got um, spin off ideas and story arc change ideas. And there's a lot of places I can go with that that I'm not sure where
2: it needs to, where the best time is spent or the best story is. So there's Glacia. Do you have on. that? In, yeah. Does that torment you at all? Or do you know exactly oh. where you're going with oh, you No, no.
0: I have no idea. I have some. No, I'm asking for, Glacia for her. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. I mean, I know where the lives of everybody are going to end up ultimately. And I know what I have to accomplish in this next book exactly how the middle of the book is going to go. Uh, Like I know, I know the first third and I know how it's going to end, but unfortunately I have a few different options for paths that I could take from that, you know, one third point to the, you know, the last, the last bit. And so that's part of the, the effect that's going on. I mean, it was once very, very clear to me, you know, how the how the story would go, though I did not have, you know, a, a complete scene ladder the way I, I normally would. Um <clears throat> So, you know, that is a, a, a vexing complication to add to the fact that in my particular case, I am just in such a different position and frame of mind than I was when I was writing those other three books. And, you know, that's, that's something that I'm, I'm starting to- Which wonder. is what
2: we were talking about at the very beginning of this, yes? Yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm- This starting, sounds
2: like where we were at at the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ex- exactly. I, I'm starting to wonder if that's kind of going to be a theme- in in my writing career that you know because everything morphs and changes
2: so much for oh, me does, personally
1: life. yeah sure sure yeah but I mean it, it, let me ask yeah. let me
2: ask Ray one more you you were really adamant about you know, that book needs to be written
1: mm-hmm.
2: so when I asked did you do did you consider not going back and you said no 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 this one this one has to happen and that was firm and your answer was immediate. So yeah. let me ask you a follow-up question. Is that because when you say the book needs to be written, is that Ray saying, I need to write this book? Or is this Ray saying, I have to provide my readers with this book? There is a Good difference. Question.
0: It's actually a little of both. Um, there's a lot of loose, loose story pieces that I really am excited to tie up. And some revelations that I'm—I've been dying to show for about two books. So I'm kind of sitting there with a little box on my lap, going, "Not yet, oh, not yet." So I'm really dying to, to throw that lid open and show off a couple of of, of nifty uh, nifty wrenches that I can throw into people's thought process when it comes to what they think the story is and what's happening. I get that. So, yeah, I'm kind of jumping up and down a little bit on that one. So some of that is, yes, I absolutely have to. And the other part is, yes, I owe it to my fans to, to complete that piece, yeah.
1: you so, know, so, which is good. So how weighty is that for an author in general? Not not specifically either of you right. guys. Let's, let's I want to hear about what you think for an author in general. How weighty, whether this is actually the case for either of you or not. How, how much responsibility do we have to a series always has to end it has to wrap up at some point you know or another you know how 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 much how much weight and importance do we give to uh you know being responsible to our readers and how long does that go on you know when when do we quit do we quit when they quit or do we quit when we think that the story needs to quit or you know i mean so are we mercenary are we loyal to the story or are we loyal to ourselves and our own drives and ambitions and desires
0: i'll I'll call it the uh the supernatural effect uh tv show supernatural prime example Mm. Great show when it started off, but you start at season five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, all of a sudden, only so many times you can save the world people get stale, you know, the, the show begins getting stale it begins getting forced as a writer when you start feeling that story getting forced. Do you have a responsibility to your writers to readers yeah. your your readers, sorry, as a writer, do you have responsibilities to your readers to not put out something that is forced, something that is contrived, or do you put it out because you have a promise to put out that book I mean there's the former
2: look at this you have you if you decide to go down the path of a series, we are all guilty of this, yeah, you take on a responsibility that readers who enjoy this are not going to, uh, they're not going to say uh, uh, in the middle of a series they enjoy, geez, I, I hope the author wraps this up and then we can move on to something else. Right. They want, they're, they're invested in the characters, they're invested in the story, they want this to go for a while. But we absolutely have a responsibility to pull the plug when we know it's starting to suck or it is running the risk of getting stale, repetitious, Even though you have been responsible to your readers in the context of writing a series, you damn well better know when it's going going south and to say, thanks, it's been great. Let's move to to maybe a new series or don't go back to series at all
1: let's let's sure. let's speak to some difference here though that in 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 the in the writing community we we all share a similarity in our series in that it is one continuous story it is a mythology if you will yes where yeah. but but we kind of have a responsibility here to speak to the other type of series that exists out there and that is you know sort of the the standalone story where you're just carrying characters forward from one thing to another but you could read any one of those stories on its own and it would make perfect sense there's not a whole That's lot a of
0: point. you know right. continuity
1: yeah. and you know little things I'm you know I I, I know most
0: like episodes
1: yeah exactly you know but but um but yeah I mean like I said you could read one and it would be okay so is it any different for for those authors of of those books because I think that it is it is much more I mean when we're taking our readers on a journey where we're like okay in book one it begins and in book x it will end versus the this is just going to keep going and you're going to get to enjoy these characters over and over again in these isolated situations um you know I feel like that is kind of different if you're that if you're that
2: writer well wait a minute are do do either of you identify with and I ask this because the the, the second bit where you have um, a central character that goes from story to story to story, the stories change, not the character. Right. That's uh, that you know that that's like the the um, Hardy Boys or Nancy yes. right. Drew. Or yes. These yes. are exactly. Hardy's boys. So yeah. I don't I don't see that in Rays at all. I no. see the possibility for Lark to be that kind of a book, but it's not, to me, th- That that is, uh, you could do that if you chose to, Glacia Ray's got, his and mine are story-driven. Our characters are vehicles to tell a story. You have much more, you have a lot more latitude than we do. You could go really either way if you chose to.
1: I do, but, yeah. Yeah, there's there's an issue so, there, right? I mean, like I, I absolutely have one storyline that I'm following. It is absolutely the the uh, continuous one to the next story. You know, there are cliffhangers and there's you know development both character and story-wise throughout the entire series. You could not read one of them without mm-hmm. being grossly confused. Um, right but you are absolutely correct and that is a debate I've had so I mean like we could go into that too right I I
2: wondered if you had considered that
1: I I have I because I can I have recognized the fact that because of what my character slash characters do that it is absolutely possible for me to wrap up this storyline and consider it an excellent introduction as to who and what these people are and then pick them up either individually or as a group And put them in different isolated scenarios, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, you know, crime thrillers out there that have, you know, or, or suspense thrillers out there or mysteries that have, you know, one or more characters that kind of, You know, go from story to story. I even thought about doing, you know, the whole crossover thing where I have spinoffs for different characters and they sort of cross paths between each other, you know, every every so often, you know, you bring in another character and people are like, oh, look, there's David, you know. Oh, look, there's Mm -hmm. Thomas, you know, in one of Lark's books or something like that. And so...
0: I think she should be like the Clockmaker series with zombies.
1: I don't know if that would work
2: there you again as a zombie
1: and, oh she gets to be a zombie she go. kind of she already a is a
0: little she bit like she yeah,
2: gonna...
1: <laughs> <she's>, she
0: has <laughs> she no a zombie right now
1: she, she like she operates does. off of tea and coffee and the adrenaline. And prejudice
0: and zombie thing and just go off on a zombie can.
1: pride and prejudice with zombies there you go. yeah pride and prejudice with vampires That's right
0: but, abraham lincoln
2: what but you know you know what she does what lends itself to that you could send her on a vacation to australia and
0: but yeah, it's because it's true. Because
2: yeah, chatting up a, 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 you know, somebody that she heard about in right in in Melbourne or someplace, and and then something, some memory comes rolling in, and she goes to do what she do. That's what she does. It doesn't have to be the continuation of story. You have a hell of a lot of left.
1: Um absolutely i do and and i've i've debated that you know and i'm 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 trying to figure out as i'm as i'm doing that because i, I have these ideas for you know like i have i have a prequel series that i want to do that covers lark and david when they were at different developmental points in their lives you know as ch- as children as teens as young adults
2: you know because what if okay what if you had uh, so following that what if you had lark become a pentecostal pastor
0: Nice. Now we're talking. There we go.
1: Nobody nobody listening to the podcast is going to understand oh. that. I encourage all of the people who are listening only to the podcast to go to our Face Boob page at Authors and Chains and figure out why the hell Rob just made that joke.
2: It will reveal itself. Uh, there's something wrong with me. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to get it in there. I just had to get it. In
0: well, from an author standpoint, there is no real hard and fast rule about when to put down a series or pick up a series or go to the next book. It really comes down, at least from my perspective of whether or not you have another story in you of whether or not you want to tell that story at that time. And more importantly, if you're mentally prepared to continue that storyline, because as Glacey is saying her, her mental set shifted a bit, which is going to change the story. I mean, when you start a story, when you start a series, you you breathe life into your characters a particular way. As you grow, your outlook grows too. So does your character. So how does how does that reflect in the story? And is it something that is going to alter the story so much that the readers become alienated? So these are all things you need to consider. There are no. We, need to consider.
2: we don't <laughs> need to consider it. She does. She does. Yeah. Right. Well, we she, she is in the. She is in a high risk zone right
1: now. I know, I I kind of I kind of am, yeah. But hold on a second. I wanna I wanna throw I wanna throw a wrench in your whole narrative here.
0: I don't like wrenches, but go ahead.
1: Okay, here we go. so right. whatever it
0: is, I'm right, she's wrong. That's all you have to remember.
1: <laughs> I challenge this because I have insider information,
2: folks. But I I'm that's on right. The inside. Um inside. so
1: here's the deal, here's the deal, right? We talked about uh, you know, Shadow War Chronicles and how yes. you'll go back to that and you know, whatever, blah blah blah, it's right. fine. Um, but you know, we're kind of talking about how things change, right? So let's talk about how the, the, the fact that in the fallen, in, in the Earth Reborn series, something that you had not originally written yes. and you don't have to be specific about this. You know where I'm going, don't
0: you? I do know that where
1: you going. So he had his, his original manuscript and then he, uh, he added basically like a whole storyline in there, you know? modified
0: one but yes okay with you know
1: with an additional character and and all of that and so there but now as you're sort of putting the polish on it um he's exploring yet different routes to do the same thing you know and i'm i have no doubt that it will be equally as effective and equally as um exposing um but you know, you kind of, you kind of hold up the sign and go, yeah, no, no, I know, I know my path, you know, and I, but now nay, nay, yeah, nay, nay, no, nay sir.
0: But remember, that was, that was precipitated by a particular way that a character was introduced that just did not work for me. Mm-hmm. So the introduction of the character was not, was not as strong as it could be. So I found a way to introduce a character a different way and bring together two characters in a story that they weren't quite there yet to make the story stronger so yeah it's going to be, it's a stronger story it's more dynamic it's got a better character driven plot because of the changes but you're absolutely right and you know what we as authors when we do stuff like that we need to look at our work and it took me a month or two to do that man I sat there agonizing over that those two chapters those two intro chapters and just trying to figure out how to make it work and finally what it came down to was they had to go away the way that character was introduced had to change which changed the story so it's not a total revamp but there is some significant changes to it
1: you know there's like a sidebar there for an entirely different topic and that is had you pushed forward with your original manuscript without you know the 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 first we'll call it the august revision and the then the, august and, re, the august revision <laughs> yes and then the the revision that's currently going on mm-hmm. you would have pushed forward with your original idea yes you know v1 and um so it, you know you changed you grew yes. as a person as a writer between v1 v2 and v3 correct in you know in ways uh, profound enough to affect in a big way how you see that story. So because we as humans sort of change and get remolded over time, is it prudent, especially in a series, to perhaps put a manuscript up for a while? And like, try to convince ourselves away from that rush, rush, hurry, hurry, got to get it out sort of thing. And,
0: and in an essence, that's kind of what I did. You know, I didn't consciously go, okay, I'm putting it up now because I was always screwing with it, but it went nowhere. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough to progress. So it stalled and I kept going back to that same place. So in an essence, I did put it up. I, I, kept reviewing it but never really touching it. So but yeah, there are times you're gonna to want to do that. As an author, when you look yep. at something and you think something something needs to change here, but I don't know what it is. You know what? Put it up. Come back mm-hmm. to it later. Let your mind play with it. Don't stress, don't push. Yeah. Don't try to
2: force it. Cause if you do Don't push, correct? Yeah. That's 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 a disaster. And then, and I've run into that and really Had to take a couple of steps back and think. Okay, lesson learned here. You're right. Don't stress over it. I mean, what we do is don't have the luxury of publishing something that isn't ready to go. Because if you do and it sucks, it's because you chose to push it. It's on you. It's your fault. I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. So, so conscious of it. That that sort of puts some more weight in that side of the scale. That I mean, I hope I'm not justifying here, but maybe it is okay that if you're not confident you know we're never a hundred percent sure right. but if you're not confident with a manuscript in a series yeah i mean a manuscript at all but especially a series because it's something that sucks people in for more and more and more and more books yeah. you know maybe maybe that says that not only can you and it's okay but perhaps you should
2: to. Yeah, yeah
1: put it up and yeah. you know just for a while to see how it ages and and do something else you know, pick up a different yeah. project, even if it's for like, you know, I mean, it's got to be okay, even if it's for a long time, yeah, right? You know, Six give, months, give your
0: brain something else to do. Don't put it don't,
1: on a shelf. There,
2: there's a difference between putting it up and and going to, to learn how to scuba dive and putting it up and going to write something else. Yeah. Right. It's important to make the distinction. When you set something aside, because you know, it's not right. Go write something else. Go formulate a plan yeah. for another book some other time, if you okay, wish. That's what, but you yeah. need to be engaged in the writing process. Nothing to do with what you just
1: paused. Well, and that's what both of you did. What each of you did, right? I mean, you, well, you we, put yeah, a did. put a series down and, and picked up other things. Now, I, I didn't write an entire book when I put uh, the fourth book in in Clockmaker down, but I did write out the beginnings of. A number of whips that right. will end up coming back as other books because i guess that's just where i was in my process i was in this genesis period where i you know just had a million rapid fire ideas and i was like okay i'm gonna write it as long yep. as it feels good and and then and then go okay and see what comes next i mean and there I spent, are some
0: good story ideas it's been so
1: yeah i'm pretty excited about about some but
0: i mean them. this is the same thing underground the book underground i wrote that book between uh between Revenant and Jamestown. except for when I wrote it, I wasn't comfortable with the story. It wasn't ready. I didn't have the chops. I, I didn't I didn't feel I had reached a level where I could do the story justice. So I put it in a drawer. and it was in a drawer from the end of James all the way through Jamestown and Vengeance. and then I wrote out um, you know, the first book in in Earth Reborn, and then I brought it out again and took another look at it and said, okay. Let me take another crack at it. And you know, sometimes we'll do that though.
1: And now not only have you, have you changed as a person because mm-hmm. that's what time does and that's oh, going to give does. you different perspectives on that work, but you've also refined yourself as a writer. And so yes. you will be able to bring different things to the table. There are different perspectives, different, different techniques, you know, um, mm-hmm. That will hopefully make that that book better. So, I mean, not only does personal change, but also professional proficient change.
2: I guess. Absolutely. Oh, and it makes you shudder to think if I hadn't paused, how shitty would that book be if I wouldn't have taken a, a break from it and developed exactly. a little bit yeah. better? Oh really? man, I'm glad I waited on that. Yeah. yeah.
0: How how crappy would it be? Now that I right. put it down and can pick it back up, I get new. I got new insights on the story and how to craft it and how to do the characters that were a little more subtle, but drove the
2: points I wanted to drive home home. You know? I just wonder I I I, I take solace and just I wonder what Pastor Mike would do. And then I don't know. We, like should
0: like Mike. <laughs> we should go ask Pat in his Holly holoca- <laughs> Holocaust cloak, Holocaust quote glory. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. um, it's like <laughs> dread
0: private dread pirate robbers, you know? <laughs>
1: Oh that's there you
0: go. As you... Oh. Yes. oh
2: there we go. And that's a good episode. Great job, guys. Let's good say. episode. Okay. That was very good funny. topic though. I was worried about it because I was I thought it was gonna no. be really singular, but it expanded ve- beautifully. We did yeah, it a kind m- of minimal up. rat holes yeah. and pretty good a degree of expansion. So it did a really good, 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 for us. good yeah, topic.
0: It, it did good. <laughs> Good job!
2: Booyah!
0: All right. All right, All
1: right. let's right. Let's let's say, let's say bye to Fache Boog. Bye,
0: Fache Boo. Where
1: is the Fache Boog stop live stream?
0: Bye, Fache Boog. Oh, I don't know. Mm,
1: I'm so bye confused. Fa-c-a-bulb. Bye, Fache Bye, Fache you You got called again? I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you for listening to Authors in Chains. Check us out on the web at www.authorsandchains.com or at our Facebook page at Authors and Chains Podcast.